welcome to Inside the Artist. My name is Rachel Corman. My guest today is the band Superheart, which is made up of Luke and Haley Bat. They are brother and sister. They are wonderful, creative, talented people, but they also just really have a great bond. You can really tell when you hear them speak about one another. They're really supportive of one another. They just have a great a great energy about one another, and I really enjoyed talking to both of them. This was my first group Zoom interview, so that was fun as well. It was nice to kind of interview two people at once who also are on the completely other side of the world. I am in Los Angeles, and they are both in the UK. I should note we recorded this last month, so around Christmas, last December. So we do reference the holidays and New Year. So I just wanted to let you guys know. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy 2021. I really hope you enjoy this episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with Superheart. This is the group Zoom podcast. I love this. And we're in all different parts of the world. And this is fantastic. We got there in the end. Luke, it's wonderful to meet you. It's wonderful to meet you too. And Haley, I haven't seen you in years. It's such a small so world how this all got connected. I know. I'm, it's literally been about five years probably. Yeah. So, somewhere, somewhere in LA that I saw you last. Some like jam session or yeah, like, some... There was definitely drinks in hand. I don't know. I may remember, uh, may not remember this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But how wonderful. Yeah. So Superheart is your band. Is this something that you guys started together? Or Luke, was this initially your project? Yeah, there, there wasn't really a, a conscious reason to start the project in that kind of way. We've always played music together. And we were in a band when we were younger and have done music in various forms on and off on different projects and things but it had been more difficult recently with Haley being in LA and me yeah, that's quite um, quite tricky to be in a band when you're in a different country yeah because I've been in London all the time that she had been in LA and obviously we're getting kind of more used to the fact that like you know doing stuff like this now it's obviously people are doing much more of the whole cross-continent um working and stuff like that but uh yeah, the super hot music I had, it started just with a couple of songs that I had written. I didn't really know what to do with, and I decided to put them out under this new project. It was kind of in, only until, when did we do the show, Haley? It was about, it was a year ago, almost. Like a year the, ago. There wasn't much of a need to do live stuff very early on, and I had a lot of the music just recorded. And Haley had been doing bass parts and stuff like that um, remotely for me, or any of the times that we happened to be in the same country. I was like, you know, in L.A., just being a touring musician waiting for the phone call from Luke saying all right we're ready let's go <laughs> and yeah got the call and then the world fell apart so were you in LA prior to COVID so, yeah so I um I got I'm stuck in London now so a couple of weeks before COVID I um was doing a tour that was in the UK and my it coincided with my visa renewal and lockdown so I've been I didn't know I was leaving LA and, and you so didn't know you'd I'm be here, stuck so either no exactly <laughs> Jeez. so um yeah but now it well it sort of works out that now we can get you know the one good thing is like oh okay well I've always wanted to you know play music with Luke so let's make that a good thing that comes out of this at least 
even though we're still on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, now, now we're, we're a bit closer because we're in the same country, but we can't actually go to each other's houses because we've just yeah. been talking about So we still have to be on Zoom, even though we're only an hour apart down the motorway. How crazy. So you guys have been trying to connect all this time and the obstacles <laughs> keep getting in the way of you guys. No. Yeah. Maybe we should just not do it, Luke. It's probably just, just call it quits. <laughs> yeah. The universe is trying to tell us something. No, but we, we did get to do one show together, which feels really good to have done it was this time last year and it it kind of made it all feel real like it it seems like a distant memory or some kind of weird dream that we had I'm not quite sure it actually happened but um we're kind of holding on to that memory of the fact that we did actually go out and play a show together and that we really enjoyed it and that's hopefully what we will be planning to do in the future I flew in just for that show and then went back to LA to continue life so you guys are siblings first can I ask are you guys twins are you just very close in age? No, we've we've got that our whole life. Um, we're two years apart. You're two years apart. Yeah. I was like, so do we, I ask them? them? Do I? Because <laughs> you guys look like you're the same age. Yeah, people do say that a lot, don't they? Um, yeah, they do. So, what was it no. like growing up in such a musical household? Because your dad is a musician, right? Yes, there was music all, all the time, really, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, I sort of, I just thought that was a, a, a kind of a normal thing. Um, it, it wasn't until I was speaking to someone recently about just thinking that that was what a normal job was and they were saying to me oh that's kind of it's not not a completely normal thing obviously they're not <laughs> around but um if you're lucky yeah it was great it, it was great always having always being exposed to lots of different music and things going on yeah I mean the reason I do music at all is because Luke and dad would would jam a lot and they were like they just said please can you just play bass and so they just shout chords at me at the piano and I'd try and keep up. And then I wanted to be in a band with my brother. So I thought, oh, I better just keep going. So he so was your inspiration. Was just, yeah, totally. So he, he just said, you need to do this so that we can play blues. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I'm guessing um, Luke's the older one. He's the older one, yes. Yeah, I'm two and a half years older than Haley. yeah. So, so Luke kind of started it and you yeah. wanted to follow in his footsteps. Exactly. So it's all his fault. <laughs> <laughs> But I remember I'd, a dad, when I said um, that I wanted to go to music college and be a musician, it was, he said, he was like, are you sure? Like, are you sure you want to do this? You've seen how this can go. I sort of almost had to fight harder to do it because he knew what it was actually yeah. about. He knew the challenges. Yeah, the challenges, exactly. The best way to have rebelled would have been to do something completely. To be a doctor or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But what about for you, Luke? Like, what was it about seeing your dad play or hear music growing up that made you want to be a musician? It was probably things like being able to go and he he did work with orchestras uh, when I was probably, I don't know, must have been five or six or something like that. I remember seeing orchestras play and I don't know, I guess being around something where you think, wow, this really seems like magic is happening and I want to be a part of it. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to do the same thing that he did. I just, I just loved it. And what did your dad play? He plays piano. Um, yeah, that's his main thing. And what's yours? Mine is piano and guitar, kind of, sort of half and half. And Haley is bass. So and there's Haley's the band. Bass. There's the bat yeah, band. There it is. <laughs> we never had a, we never got a drummer though. We were often trying to convince our mum to, uh, <laughs> to jump on the drum. <laughs> to take up the drums. Yeah, then we would have had a complete. A complete family band. Um, <laughs> sadly, she she didn't take them up. 
Are there any other, other siblings in the family? We have a couple older siblings as well. So maybe we should tell them to take up drums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are they musicians or no? Just, so, just you two? Um, one of them is. And they both can sing as well. So yeah, it's a, everyone's sort of got a little sprinkling of music in some way. I want to talk about the super heart sound because I was listening to it last night after a stressful day. It made me so calm. It was like after you like oh. take a Xanax and it just like <laughs> mellows you out. <laughs> it was like That's amazing. Something in the way that you construct the sounds does create that kind of like tranquil experience. And I'm wondering one, was that your intention? And two, do you kind of know how to put those certain kind of sounds together to create that energy? Okay, well, thank you. That's probably the, my favorite description of, of the music that I've ever heard. Because that's wonderful. What a great, like, you know, result. Um, <laughs> was it intentional? That was your first question, wasn't it? Or, or Yeah, was it intentional to create that type of music? It was quite natural the way that I made the first two songs, which kind of set the mood for for how I tried to do like maybe the few after it um and I've kind of run with it um so I didn't specifically think oh I'd I'm gonna sit down and make some relaxing music or like some music to that sounds like chilled out or anything like that but there were certain elements of things I guess like I always tend to prefer soft sounds than that like, sonically soft or sort of often less high-end or like lo-fi sounds I'd naturally seem to gravitate towards to sonically. I remember uh, an engineer, a mixer friend of mine said to me about one of the songs, he said, it sounds amazing. It, it, they all sound like they've been like recorded through a sock or something. Um, <laughs> and, and it made me laugh because I, I <laughs> as if it was muffled and underwater. And actually that's why I put, you know, on um when I first put the, some of the songs out, you have to put sort of taglines or you have to write descriptions to the DSPs and upload the, you know, you have to tell obviously people what genre the music is and what it's supposed to sound like. And um, after that comment, I put underwater, uh, I put underwater in the description of like what it sounds like. Cause, cause it, it was kind of funny to me that it, it, there was a sort of floaty sort of muffly underwaterness to it. Well, you describe it as dreamy underwater anti-gravity flying music, which I love. It is a bit of a mouthful, um, but I was just trying to literally describe. Yeah, the, the, the this is sound. how I felt last night. I'm like, Ooh. that's it. That's that's it. That's I feel like I need to go to Joshua Tree and just like look up at the stars <laughs> and listen to this. That's great. You should. Yeah, so that's that's the best way I can answer that question. I think um, I just I think I naturally gravitate towards those kind of sounds, and there's something about it that, if it has that effect, then that's amazing. Is that the type of music that you enjoy listening to? Is this kind of music you make for yourself? Yeah, I think that's a good way of uh, of thinking about it. A good way of describing it. I think sometimes when I write, I'm often processing things. I mean, obviously, every, everyone is to some degree when they're writing stuff, but maybe maybe there's a kind of like soothing aspect to the production because it's all wrapped up in that kind of feeling. It's interesting to, it's, it, it, it wasn't something that was designed that way on purpose. So it's, it's hard to try and explain, but that's just how it, it came out, I guess. And where did you come up with the name Superheart? That was a name actually of a song that I had written about 10 years ago and I hadn't used. Well, never play anyone. Yeah, you'll never hear it. It actually never was going to be released because I'd written two songs after making another album 
under a different name and I had actually it, I had gone to visit Haley in LA and I had these two songs on a memory stick they were the last two things uh, that I had done before going out there and I didn't really know what to do with them because I just finished this album and I wasn't really feeling like making or listening to or putting out any other kind of music but they were kind of not rejects but they didn't really have a home I didn't really know what to do with them and my girlfriend said to me you've got to you can't just not put that out I don't want that song to just like only exist on your computer can you put it somewhere so that I can listen to it so she said can you just upload it so like when you know when I is on Spotify or whatever I can listen to it I was just looking for a quick name that I you know just a memorable something that I had in my head of that I could put it up under so I just chose that word because it was in a list of things on my phone as you know titles or other things it's just the way of putting out that song without putting it out you're just putting out the title yeah I just wanted to put it up under a different name so that it, I didn't really have any I didn't really even have any I had an emotional connection with the song itself but I didn't really have any idea or I didn't really care what happened to it in terms of the way it was released or anything so I just chose a name and thought oh well this will just be a separate thing and this initially was your idea Luke right and then you brought Haley on later to play bass and then did you guys start writing together we've written one song together yeah we've done we've done one together and we will do more stuff and yeah but that's how it's so far it's happened that I've written music and then as it's either needed singing or bass Haley's done bits on it and then as we've tried to work out how it might exist as a real life band that people can come and see we've basically waiting to facilitate the live version of super hot Haley, i want to learn about your guys's dynamic as brother and sister and as working together mm -hmm. tell me what you love about it what are the challenges what makes this relationship so special this is gonna sound like a silly answer but we've just always been really good mates and have always wanted to play music together i mean like i said before that's why i even started playing music in the first place and then i went off to you know have my own career as a musician which has been amazing and lovely but always within my mind thinking oh but wouldn't it be good if i could get home and we could actually like the the i couldn't think of anything better than going on tour with luke i don't know why so i think that's why it works what's brilliant about working with Haley is that she while for the last i don't know how many years have you been in LA, Haley. I've been in America for like 10 years now. LA about yeah. five. Wow. So while I was in the studio mostly doing productions and writing and, and working on, on this stuff, Haley was out in America having an amazing career as a bass player, doing all this incredible touring and working with the incredible bands and, you know, huge big acts all around the world. So she has this incredible experience at like stagecraft and playing and just being incredible live that it's so reassuring for me to work with her, not just because obviously I know her well and like she said, like we've always got on really well. You know um, her a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. She it's brings that experience. Her, her experience on the road, I think you're saying benefits your project. Yeah, and it's just really nice because I've often been doing stuff, if I'm just doing stuff on my own in the studio, um, that's one thing, but you kind of forget what it's like to be a, be a musician like out in the world and with with a band and I think the, the really nice thing about being in a group is that it's nice to have someone that you can re rely on and trust with everything yeah I think mu we for whatever reason trust each other musically and so if if I'm playing something and Luke doesn't think it sounds good or, or vice versa that that's amazing 
because then we know what we have come up with for us at least we're yeah. gonna, we like and we trust so that it's always good to have someone to bounce off yeah exactly in that in that way so special yeah. this brother sister duo how has covid been for both of you because i've been interviewing a few artists during this time and i'm just interested have you guys been productive has it been hard to be productive i think i've been i mean Haley's really been through the ringer with it just in terms of obviously well you what you were saying Haley, about you know LA and everything in terms of work wise I've just been trying to write as much as possible and do as much as possible but it's really difficult I mean it's really hard to just kind of ignore the context of the world and everything that's going on so yeah I know obviously it's been I think everyone's really felt it yeah as far as everyday life goes though at the beginning of lockdown when we thought it was only you know a few weeks you did say to me that your life hadn't changed much day yeah. to day it, there was no change really because I you know just sort of you don't see anyone anyway I don't see anyone anyway <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm curious about because musicians are so used to like working in a studio and yeah. you know writing and you're kind of pretty closed off from the world to begin with when you're creating so I imagine that that initial transition into COVID wasn't that different but now that we've been in it for so many months now it's like have you been able to write about this experience? Have you have you been taking any of those emotions into your music? Uh, I, not directly. I was just thinking actually about a song that, that I wrote in January that we put out called Worlds on Fire, which I was going to um, re repost because it seems to still be relevant. That was kind of sort of half directly about what was going on in the world at the time. But Well, Australia was on fire at the time. Australia was actually well. literally on fire. Is that, that when you time. wrote it? It was around that time, yeah. It was all happening at the same time. Um, California was also on fire this summer. Oh, yeah. California, yeah, which, yeah, really terrible. But often my songs are like process, they might take like a, a year or two for my brain to process things. And then it's sort of in two or three years' time, I've sort of, I, I go, oh, I know what that was. I know what was, I was talking about then. Sometimes it's faster. But um, I haven't really noticed any, anything like that coming through yet. But yeah, it's, it's just trying to stay trying to somehow stay productive is really really difficult but I, yeah I think we were talking about this earlier Luke that there's just I feel a general level of like just tiredness that and I think a lot of people feel that and I don't know what it is because it's not not doing anything taxing every day and but it's this just fatigue and it's really hard to keep motivated you know some days I've felt extremely productive and will be recording music and other days I just can't do anything. Um, I, I think it's the emotional it's, fatigue because there's just been so yeah. much and we're all just trying to cope the best we can. Exactly. And I think our I bodies think. are now just like, they're like, what more can we do? It's just exhausting. It's, it's like, when is yeah. this trauma going to be over? Yeah. It's endless right now. And um, I've experienced the same. It's yeah. yeah. By line of, yeah. Of, of keeping going with this creative vision but also thinking in the back of your head, well, that might just not be possible anymore. So do I suddenly veer off and I don't know. It's, you know it's and how has it been for you, Haley, just with touring obviously coming to a stop for yeah. right now? I mean, were you expected to do a show last year or? Yeah, I was. So I was meant to be on this UK tour and then fly straight back to America and do another tour that I couldn't then do because of my visa. And then 
I had festivals booked until the end of the summer. So yeah, it was it was rubbish. <laughs> and then for me, I was obviously suddenly stuck in England with my one touring suitcase and a base and I've my apartment's still in LA. Like yeah, it was just like a shock of going, Okay, I live in England now. What am I gonna do? And I don't know any musicians in England and there's no music anyway. So yeah, it's um it's tough. Yeah. But everyone we know is the same but like you say now you've been putting your energy into this project so at least you've had some other things that are are going on to keep you occupied yeah we actually we did um meet up when the restrictions weren't so terrible and ended up doing a little live session and it was so exciting like once we'd it was it was quite a lot to get it going because to get the sort of drive to do it but once we did it we thought, oh my gosh, we've just played music with a yeah. human being. <laughs> it's it like so you good. said, you must have felt the same thing, Rachel, like with um, being self-driven to like, you know, make stuff happen. And it's hard. I've, I find it hard, you know, at the best of times. I don't know. It just, it, it has all felt like quite a lot to try and, you know, get, get things happening under the context of, of what's going on. I'm remembering one actually know, that now though that you, because you just said about, uh, I was just thinking about what you said about things that are influenced by events that are happening i did I, I, the one before this last song or last two songs um called don't look down which is about not being in a good place with everything that's going on so that actually does that does relate i, I just remembered it I so don't look down oh, was written this year don't look down was written this year and it's just about what to do when you're sort of feeling really hopeless so it actually that is kind of um quite on on brand for what we were just talking about <laughs> it all ties in <laughs> You have two recent singles out, Lilo and Sailing. Tell me about that, those. Yeah, Sailing is the one that's just come out. What I, I liked about-, about it was the row, row, row your boat. Like, I'm curious oh. why you incorporated, you know, a kid's song or if, if there's some sort of meaning to you about that song. I think Sailing is about trying to have a positive outlook on things that are happening, uh, or it was to me personally, not just a specific situation, but just like a sort of outlook on on things, you know. The row, row, row your boat thing was something that I was singing. I had most of the chorus written, the end part bit of the chorus written, and the verse is written. I don't know if you've heard that story about yesterday being, as in Paul McCartney's yesterday, being scrambled eggs before he put the words yesterday in. Apparently that was the that was the oh. lyric of yesterday was scrambled eggs. Like a, like a filler lyric. Like a filler lyric, yeah. yeah that, that was his filler lyric for for yesterday what's a filler Uh, lyric for someone who doesn't know so i think instead of yesterday i think he was singing scrambled eggs as in he hadn't written the proper lyrics yet but he had the tune i imagine and it was an idea that was in his head i don't know if this is true this might just be something i think i've heard it as well but Um, you might have just told me (laughs) (laughs) you might might have heard it from him (laughs) (laughs) this story sounds familiar I might just be making this up. I'm not actually sure. Yeah, the idea of like, as you're writing, you're not really sure what the words are going to be. So you just sing nonsense, basically. And that was always the funnest example to me of a song that was extremely poignant and like, obviously, like, probably the greatest, if not one of the greatest songs in the entire world. And you imagine it to have arrived fully formed as this like beautiful thing that no one can really imagine how it was made or... 
but it's funny that it obviously that's great i hope that that's true because i love that that's so funny so row 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 your boat was that for you for sailing or what what was the filler for you the filler was row row your boat but it stayed but it stayed because um i I just thought it actually perfectly well it, it already had the word sailing in it so it kind of like I don't know. I, I, I was singing it and um, I didn't know if it was in copyright or not. But um, <laughs> I was going to ask about that. What, what happens with that? We, I think I, I did ask you about that and we didn't figure out, do we? I haven't. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe I'll have to. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know what the, I don't know what the legal situation is with that. But um, we'll see if it gets taken down or not. Um, <laughs> but when <laughs> did you write this song? Oh, this was written. I think this was written this year, too. So you have or been productive this year. I think, yeah, maybe I have been actually. Maybe I'm realizing. You have been I, quite productively. I had a, quite a few songs out. I've, I have the memory of a goldfish. Like I can't remember, you know, what I did yesterday or uh, what I what I've actually done in the last few months. Is so. What'd you do this morning? Because it's already evening for you guys. So tell me what you did today. <laughs> oh, gearing well, today, up for the holiday. Yeah, today we did our um, Christmas food shop. We braved the supermarkets. What What are you having? We're having, uh, well, just all the bits, all the, you know, the usual bits, roast potatoes, yeah. all the stuff, you know, that was, so that was today's activity. It's very exciting. And Luke, where are you? You're in Oxford? Yeah. Yeah. How Oxford, far so. is that from London? Um, it's about an hour's drive, an hour and 15 minutes, um, depending on traffic. <laughs> are there, <laughs> are there strict lockdowns? <laughs> Um, uh, are there lockdowns uh, in Oxford as well? Yeah, but we're in a lower tier. They've got this this crazy tier system that mm. doesn't really seem to make any sense. So we're allowed to do some more stuff than what's happened to London. That's now in tier four. Oh, I'm in London, and Haley's in London. So we're not allowed. But to... you're, you're not allowed to travel between the zones or yeah. the tier. And they gave you like, no heads up on this, right? There was yeah. no warning. It was just like, boom, this is the new law. Yeah. And a lot of people therefore have not they're just leaving. Like there was a mass exodus from London on Saturday night, which obviously completely defeats the purpose of shutting down anyway. So Yeah, I think I yeah. saw a video of a bunch it's of people just... at Saint Pancreas train station, yeah. everyone trying to leave. And I was like, what is it going on? Yeah, it was mad. LA is pretty bad too. There's no lockdown LA. real. Well, there is a lockdown, but not as strict as in London, but yeah, LA is bad too. So just know you're not missing much here. Thanks. That, It'd that be the same. Feel a little better. Yeah, I, yeah. Was I do miss it. <laughs> I thought it was all um, much better than it was in, in LA and California, but I just was reading that it was really, really quite yeah. bad. But it's yeah. nice in LA, right? Like, yeah. The weather's cold. pretty warm. Yeah. I can't complain <laughs> about the weather. <laughs> My favorite time in LA is Christmas because normally everyone leaves and it's slightly colder. I want to know what are some lessons you learned in 2020 and what do you hope to bring into the new year? Oh, good question. Haley, you you go first. Thanks, mate. (laughs) (laughs) I think a general level of having more forgiveness for yourself every day, if that makes sense. Like if you're not doing all the things that's okay and if you can only focus on if you just do one thing in that day then that's all right too and it might seem a strange thing to take into the new year but I think especially as musicians and artists we 
if we have like an off day or you get home from tour it's or oh, when's the next one or what am I doing I haven't done anything I need to practice I need to do this always just like in a hustle eliminating a bit of that and being easier forgiving. on yourself being easier on yourself and I think even as far as okay there are no shows or just going with whatever is happening is definitely something that I've been forced to learn <laughs> that's a very good answer I don't think I can top that one <laughs> but I do feel the same I do honestly feel the same have, way have you learned how to make any you've learned how to make bread that's a lesson that you can take forward. we all learned how to make bread didn't we <laughs> <laughs> pizza everyone knows how to make bread now. yeah <laughs> oh Haley and I did we did try pizza didn't we that was good yeah it was really good yeah I learned about dough. making dough <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, what do you hope to achieve in 2021? You know, musically, personally? Uh, I would love us to be able to play some music together uh, in person with other people attending, hopefully, if they would like to. (laughs) Only if they Uh, would like to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think maybe just for a tiny bit more sort of normality. And I think maybe that's all all you can hope for because I don't really think it's all going to suddenly change very much in the next you know at least at the beginning of next year but I'd yeah it'd be nice for things to get back on track a bit and I'd just like to keep making things and um just try and um get on with making things better I read somewhere that you said hope is a reoccurring theme in your music explain to me what hope means to each of you well I think um I've noticed that definitely recently lyrically and musically I guess that the way that I use songwriting is often to kind of try and turn maybe like fears or thoughts or worry sort of like put it through a funnel and out the other end comes something that's like a bit more of a nicer way to look at it maybe that's what I've noticed on a couple of the last songs so and also I just I like I don't know almost sort of like it's a bit like telling yourself things are going to be all right, or you know, being hopeful is a, just I think is a good that there's light sort of, at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, in some way to try and think like that. What do you hope for in this new year? And other than playing music, I mean, what are you hoping for for society? For how we're all going to kind of get out of this dark place? Oh gosh, um, I guess I just really hope that things do change a, a bit, and um, I, I don't know what lessons, you know everyone sort of globally takes on from it but it's a very while there's been a lot of divisive stuff and it's been hard because everyone's been separated and there's all sorts of horrible things happening uh, there, there is definitely some sort of kinder more hopeful like you said things that I that you can kind of feel going on and and um yeah maybe if people just take some some lessons from it I guess maybe that's a good thing almost like everyone wants to rush out of this year and really forget it but after that, that maybe we, we won't forget it and we will remember to not take things so much for granted and that that happened and that there can be, yeah, like you said, that maybe some good that comes out of this dark time by not completely erasing it from our memories as much as we want. If that makes any sense. I agree. No, I agree with that. <laughs> It's like, I, I like what you said, everyone is trying to just get rid of this year. It's like, I understand that, but also there is a lot to be learned and there is a lot of lessons that when we're always moving so fast, we yeah. forget the important things. We forget to be grateful for our health, 
for our friends and family, exactly. for all these things, because we get so busy in the hustle and bustle. Yeah, I agree with you. So where can people check out your music? It's on all the normal, you know, listening places. Um, I know that's not what they're called, <laughs> are they? They've got a more streaming better. platforms. <laughs> Stream, streaming platforms. Um, uh, Just listening yeah. places wherever you listen <laughs> to things. <laughs> yeah, and and on and all all the usual social stuff as well. What are you on the socials at Superheart? Superheart Music. At Superheart Music. Amazing. Well, thank you guys. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you for having so us. nice to see you again. I know you too. <laughs> well, when you're back in LA, we'll have to get together. We will find the old haunts if they're still open. Oh, that's sad. Luke, do you know that saying? I think that might be an English. It might be an English oh. saying. Haunts like a ghost. Is that what it like is? Like a ghost. It? Yeah. The old like haunts. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to start using that and see yeah, what, yeah. how people respond when I say that. Apparently, uh, they're not going to. They're not going <laughs> to know. <laughs> no, I love that. I love learning British slang. Fantastic. The old haunts. Yes, I hope so too. I hope so too. Yeah. And Luke, I hope you can come over here and play some shows, and we can meet in person. Yeah. That'd be lovely. That'd be really great. Keep making music. I'm going to keep using your music as my Xanax. And um, <laughs> thank you so much, you guys. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. And that concludes my interview with Superheart. I really hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation. Yeah, they're really lovely people. And it was really great to talk to them and also get reacquainted with Haley. I'm going to leave you with their song, Don't Look Down. And be sure to check out Superheart's music on Spotify, iTunes, all the streaming platforms. It's such relaxing music. It's really, really special. They have a very unique sound. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at Inside the Artist or Instagram at Inside the Artist Radio. We are available on all the podcast streaming platforms. Be sure to give a follow wherever you are listening thanks so much for listening to inside the artist I really do.